This podcast is an invitation to feel and experience the souls of famous old Hollywood homes and to have an in-depth journey to the areas where they're located through interviews with longtime residents. Either you're a fan of old Hollywood in Los Angeles, planning to have a vacation, or an even bigger step, considering a certain area for your future home. This is your opportunity to receive valuable information and insightful advice you won't find anywhere else. Hello, hello, and welcome to my podcast. Are you in the mood for California? Today, we'll explore and feel Lake Elsinore and Amy's Castle, followed by an interview with beautiful, warm, and wonderful Valerie Gisson, who will share with us what it feels like to live in this area. Oh my goodness. I I would describe it as a small city on your way to San Diego. So not a lot of people know where Lake Elsinore is. It's right off of the 15 freeway and it was so remote and I've lived here for 25 years. Mm. So it was so remote that I would call it Lake Elsinore. Masha Korpacheva is a California-based realtor and a member of the National Association of Realtors in Los Angeles. She's an advocate for selling and buying homes with soul and practicing mindfulness in real estate. With master's degrees in spiritual psychology and linguistics, Masha brings all of her skills to work with her clients. An intuit and empath, she has touched many lives with her outstanding ability to see beyond the visible and helping to come to better understanding of issues and their resolutions. An adventurous world traveler, from climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania to exploring the Galapagos Islands, Masha has a particular passion for the City of Angels. Having landed in this paradise and adopted it as her home, she's been sharing old Hollywood stories since 2007. In the mood for California, feel the soul of old Hollywood. And now, are you ready to feel the soul of Lake Elsinore? Lake Elsinore, a natural freshwater lake, is a shimmering oasis nested amidst rolling hills and steeped in history. Spanish explorers were the first Europeans to discover the lake in the late 1700s and named it Laguna Grande. Legend has it that the lake was formed by the tears of a great chief who lost his beloved princess. The lake was a popular spot for Native American tribes who saw it as a sacred place. They believed that the lake had healing powers and would come from far and wide to bathe in its waters. It was renamed for the town of Elsinore, established on its northeastern shore on April 9, 1888. The name Elsinore came from the Danish city in Shakespeare's Hamlet, and now it is its sister city. In the late 1800s, Lake Elsinore experienced a boom in development, with hotels, resorts, and vacation homes 
springing up along its shores. Due to its beauty and potential for relaxation and rejuvenation, the lake became a popular destination in the 1920s for celebrities to escape the urban Hollywood scene, attracting renowned vacationers such as Rudolph Valentino and Bella Lugosi. Cleveland Realty Corporation bought much of the land on steep hills rising above the lake's northeastern shore, dubbed Country Club Heights, and started the development for rich top estates. The developers believed that the presence of a celebrity would attract more rich and famous people to buy properties and decided to give a generous gift of several plum plots on the very hilltop to the most well-known woman in the world in her day, the celebrity evangelist and founder of Foursquare Church, Amy Sample McPherson. And it was gratefully accepted. Amy, who recently returned from her trip to the Holy Land and was very inspired by the Moorish architecture, in October 1928, commissioned architect Edwin Dickman to design a palatial home, which has since become known as Amy's Castle. Truly born of Hollywood, this 5,000-square-foot Moorish revival with elements of Art Deco estate, elaborately adorned with religious minarets, domes, hand-painted murals, and blue tiling was a part-time private retreat for Sister Amy from 1929 till 1939. It was a place where she could relax with her family, away from the prying eyes of reporters, and take a much-needed break from preaching at her mega-church Angelus Temple in Echo Park, which would sometimes have as many as 10,000 attendees. Amy's castle is a journey in and of itself. Starting on the road into Lake Elsinore, it appears like a mirage, as your eyes catch a glimpse of flashes of white walls, blue-tiled domes, and golden spires. It's beckoning you to rise up to the top of the mountain and you know deep in your heart that your pilgrimage is just beginning. From the garage, Amy would mount steep steps to go through an ascending tunnel, which was inspired by the Via Dolorosa, the path of Christ's journey through ancient Jerusalem. And as Karen Kusama once said, there is no glory in climbing a mountain if all you want to do is to get to the top, it's experiencing the climb itself in all its moments of revelation, heartbreak, and fatigue. That has to be the goal. Continuing to go up through this architecturally eclectic residence with beautiful and at the same time somewhat modest living quarters, comprised of a living room, domed dining room, atrium, kitchen with a breakfast nook, five bedrooms, and six baths, you will be thrust 
into breathtaking vistas of the lake and mountains once you reach the terrace and pool area. A perfect spot to marvel at the magnificence of nature surrounding you before you proceed to the very top. The apple of the eye of the castle is a private space with only a kneeling chair and the sky, just for Sister Amy and her faith alone. It was here that the legendary radio evangelist prayed and prepared for her grandiose spiritual work in Los Angeles. It feels that this is the very heart of the castle and the entire edifice was built to create this holy space at its highest point. This home between heaven and earth is such a good reminder that when you reach the top of the mountain, keep on climbing. As you stand by the edge of the lake, taking in the stunning view, it's easy to see why it has captured the hearts of so many. The sun reflects off the water, creating a dazzling display of colors, and the gentle breeze carries the sweet scent of wildflowers. As you breathe in the fresh air and take in the natural beauty that surrounds you, it's impossible not to feel a sense of peace and tranquility. So why not come and experience the magic of Lake Elsinore for yourself? It's sure to be a spiritual adventure that you'll always remember. And here we are. Welcome to Lake Elsinore. I am so happy to have Valerie Gisson here with me. It all started with jazz music for Valerie. She began singing at the age of 19. Valerie sang in front of her first audience trying to win scholarship money for college. From that point on, she was beaten by the performance bug. Being introduced to jazz first, Valerie developed her talent by listening to such artists as Sarah Vaughan, Dinah Washington, Nancy Wilson, and Nina Simone. Valerie has performed in various arenas with a wide array of artists such as Los Angeles Lakers and San Antonio Spurs, performing the national anthem, opening for jazz greats Dizzy Gillespie and Mel Torme, and comedian Red Fox in Las Vegas. Valerie also traveled internationally with Ray Charles as one of his Raylettes. Valerie's career has been extensive and fulfilling. Musical theater credits include Ain't Misbehaving, Chicago, and Newsies, just to name a few. This native Texas girl has come a long way since moving to California after completing her college education in San Antonio, Texas. Connect with Valerie through the following links, www.mzvalsings.com. You can find her on Facebook at mzvalsings, on Instagram at mzval.sings, on YouTube, Valerie MZVal, 
and on TikTok, Valerie MZ Val. Valerie will share with us what it feels like to live in Lake Elsinore. Hello, Valerie. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fabulous. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, my God. Thank you for finding the time for our conversation today. And uh, you're such a remarkable singer. You're such a warm person. And I was really looking forward to our conversation today about Lake Elsinore. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be asked. And this is such a treat for me to speak about where I live. Oh, so Lake Elsinore, it sounds absolutely magical. So how would you describe it to someone who has never been there? Oh, my goodness. I, I would describe it as a small city on your way to San Diego. So not a lot of people know where Lake Elsinore is. It's right off of the 15 freeway. And it was so remote. And I've lived here for 25 years. Mm. So it was so remote that I would call it Lake Elsa Nowhere. <laughs> that was my, my running joke. <laughs> Lake Elsa Nowhere. <laughs> that is yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Nobody would know where Lake Elsa Nowhere was. So I made up the phrase, oh, I live in Lake Elsa Nowhere. <laughs> but everyone knows Temecula. So that Lake Elsinore is about 10 to 15 minutes north of Temecula. So if people are familiar with the wine country, the wineries in Temecula, then they have a reference point for where Lake Elsinore is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's much clearer. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the feelings that uh, this area um, exude? Oh my goodness, Marsha. Um, the feeling is, well, let me start how I arrived in Lake Elsinore because it has a special meaning for me. My family bought property here in the 60s and 70s, and they, they bought the property here because they loved fishing. So from Santa Monica area and Pasadena area, they moved out to Lake Elsinore. I had my grandmother two great aunts and a great uncle that all lived in Lake Elsinore. So the feeling for me is more family rooted because the home I live in right now, built in 1926, was actually owned by my grandmother. Wow. So it has Lake Elsinore, even though it's a, a wonderful town, the lake is beautiful, the boating, the fishing, the recreation, everything you can do on the lake. And I live two blocks from the lake. But it, it, mean, it means more to me because of the family uh, roots that I have here in Lake Elsinore. Mm, I can see that. Beautiful, beautiful. So did you move uh, to be closer to your family? You know what? I actually uh, am a native Texan. 
So once I finished uh, college in San Antonio, Texas, I wanted to, I guess, reconnect with my father. I grew up an only child with my mother only. So I never had a chance to really get to know my father and his mother, my grandmother, Mm -hmm. who lived in California. So I moved from Texas to California really to get to know them just to be close to them. So that's how I ended up in California. What a journey for you. Yes, yes. And I I had no intentions of singing or anything. I just wanted to see something different beyond Texas. And I have stayed. I've been here ever since. (laughs) Wow. And you mentioned that it has been 25 years. Yes. Well, for Lake Elsinore, it's been 25 years. But I've been in California since 1988. Wow. Yes, yes. So right after I finished college, I drove out here and my father was living in Monrovia, which is close to Pasadena. And my first apartment was in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how would you say the quality of your life changed when you moved to California? Because it's also very interesting that it was not your intention uh, to be a singer, that you moved to California to be closer to your father. So overall, how did it affect um, your life? Oh, it affected my life so wonderfully. First, I was able to reestablish a, a connection with my father and my grandmother. And I was able to meet a host of cousins that I didn't didn't know about. So California was enriched, I guess you could say, enriched my life greatly just by the family connection. But coming from Texas, I did start singing at the college level when I was in college. So it's expensive to live in California. Mm, yes. <laughs> so to, to get money. Yes, yes. To get money, I would enter talent shows in L.A. that had cash rewards, cash prizes. So that's how I kind of flowed in that area as far as entertainment, because when you're performing, you meet people and it snowballs and goes and goes and goes. So that was a wonderful uh, another facet of my life that totally enriched and changed my life completely beyond what I, I ever expected. Wow. And you were just singing as an amateur uh, at college in Texas. So you never thought of pursuing a career in singing. So you just enjoyed doing no, that. I just enjoyed doing it. I actually um, auditioned for a jazz singer scholarship at my college. And that's how I started singing. I was only singing in the mirror at home all through middle school and high school. So just to sing in front of people was completely new for me. And with live musicians, I would have never thought, but I needed scholarship money because I wanted to help my mother pay for college. And I assume you received that scholarship. I did. (laughs) I did. And Masha, from that time on, I just was bitten by the performance bug. I just kept going and going and and just loved doing all different sorts of things from musical theater um, to runway modeling. I started doing that because I, I, that's something I did as a, as a young kid 
because I'm so tall. I'm 5'10". Mm-hmm. So I would do runway shows um, growing up. And then college, I said, oh, let me let me do some runway modeling for Macy's, Saks Fifth Avenue. That's when they had a lot of runway shows. And that was wonderful. But it was all about, I need to help my mom pay for my, uh, for college. I need to help my mom pay for college. Wow. Wow. Again, what an honorable cause for you. You know, why you decided to, you know, get a scholarship. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then being in California, I'm like, okay, I need to survive in this state. It's expensive. I'm like, oh, what can I do? Like, oh, I love singing. So I'll just mm-hmm. go and participate in different <laughs> singing competitions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. Wow. So there is a very special page uh, in your history of singing. So, and I feel as if we have just approached it on all of those different competitions and helping to support yourself in California. At some point, you met with a very special musician. Yes. Yes. I tell you, uh, just singing around town and like I said, you meet different people, the connections. The first person I met was actually Red Fox's manager. So I was able to open for Red Fox in Las Vegas every weekend at the old Hacienda Hotel Mm. before they tore it down. Um, So that was a great connection. But from there, I met more musicians that were working with Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. So at one point, they um, they called me because Ray Charles had just fired a young lady in Europe and they needed a replacement very quickly. So I was working at a travel agency at the time as well. So I took off from work and drove down to L.A., auditioned for Ray Charles, and he asked me if I had a passport. And all of this happened on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yes, yes. So I said, oh, yes, I have a passport. I work for a travel agency. And he goes, perfect, you're hired. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. Oh, Masha, I tell you, I did not know any Ray Charles songs. But I was excited because the next day was Thanksgiving, that Thursday. The very next day on that Friday, we were on the plane to South America. Wow. It happened so fast. And so back then, that was in 1990, I joined the Raylettes with Ray Charles. So there was five young ladies and we were called the Raylettes. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, the young ladies that were there helped me so much because I didn't know any songs, but sometimes there were five part harmony. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn the, the songs, the words, the movements and everything, the part I had to learn everything on this plane ride. So it was a little tedious, but I did it. <laughs> wow. So you learned everything on the plane, right? On the plane. And of course you had rehearsals. Um, in between the different shows and everything. So I was just a student for about the first month. I was just diligently studying and learning all the music for about a month just to get it right, just to get up to the par where the other young ladies were. Mm-hmm. And that was November 1990. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went all through South America. We went to Hawaii. 
Japan. And we went a lot of different places. And I toured 1990 and 91. Okay. So what was it like to work with someone like Great Charles? Oh, I knew it was just out of this world. It was a momentous uh, time in my life. And my mother was so proud of me. She's like, oh my goodness, you're touring with Ray Charles. And it was very magical. And I knew I had to document everything I was experiencing with the little video cameras and the Polaroid cameras that we had back then and everything like that. But I was not used to traveling on tour and living out of a suitcase and and going from hotel to hotel and bus ride and planes. It was constant, constant movement. Um, it was a lot. And of course, Ray Charles was staying at the nice hotels, but we were staying at not so nice hotels sometimes. And he would travel with, I think it was a 30 or 35 piece orchestra. Mm. So all of these people are traveling with us all the time. It was a tremendous feat to, you know, to just be a part of, but it was overwhelming as a young 20 something year old. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing, but scary and exhausting. <laughs> yes, yes. That's mm-hmm. very clear. So what is the most important thing that you learned from you know, that time that you toured with Ray Charles? Um, I did learn about consistency. He would always rehearse. He was a perfectionist, of course. He could hear everything. And it was all about putting your best performance for your audience. So I did learn that. Um, I did learn a lot about the business side. He was very meticulous about his business and payment. Um, everything was structured very, um, very well. Mm-hmm. So I learned that part, but definitely the performance part, his ability to, I guess, mm, just to perform a, a song, just how he interpreted a lyric and how he made it his own was very, very, very uh, eye-opening to me because I just never been around someone of that magnitude for that amount of time. Mm-hmm. So just to see the consistency of him was, was phenomenal. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, it sounds uh, really inspiring and magnificent at the same time that a musician will take just any song and the way they interpret it, you know, making yes, it all, yes. like not being afraid you know, to take a liberty of taking a note differently or making the sound completely, completely out of this world and then making it work in their own way. That is so, so wonderful. And and from his humble beginnings, I mean, he wasn't born into uh, a musical family per se and into money and all of this, but his, his music, his spirit of music, it just, you know, led him to the to the masses. Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. the way I, I feel him through your words is that he really had the courage to show who he was. Yes. You know, because we're yes. all trying to be... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're all trying 
to be someone else, to look like someone, to sound like someone. So, you know, to sort of like be closer um, to the divinity in some way, you know, but then to truly mm. shine and have the courage to be exactly who we are. This is, I think, when we truly, truly touch this kind of divinity that is within all of us. Within all of us. Exactly. Exactly. This is what I sensed from the way you talked about Ray Charles. Yes, yes. Wonderful, wonderful time. And I still uh, communicate with two of the Raylets from back then. He had many, many, many Raylets over the years because he worked for decades. But I was just blessed enough to be one of many um, that were able, you know, that were able to work with him. So I'm so thankful and grateful for that experience. Mm, beautiful. And I'm sure it also gave you the courage to shine in your own right, because, you know, seeing you in performance, how warm you are, how relaxed you are, how you make everyone just at ease. And just enjoy oh. the warmth that you exude uh, as a performer. You know how you, you know, you just speak, and this is your performance. At the same time, oh. all of a sudden, you go into singing, and you're so relaxed, and it's just really, really wonderful. It's a wonderful feeling uh, to see you in performance. Oh, I, I'm just so glad that you were uh, there in attendance and and enjoyed yourself. And I just love music. It kind of just takes you to another another platform. And I just love to share the happiness and the joy that it brings me. So I, I, I'm just thrilled to pieces just to be able to perform. And with wonderful musicians on my side, I just I just have the, the best time. Yes, yes. So I saw you at this wonderful venue, uh, Bacchus Kitchen in Pasadena. And I like the way they respect uh, the performers and that you have dinner at first and then there is a break uh, you know, between the food and then you just sit and listen to the performance. And um, I really like this approach. So people who are there singing and playing for you and just you can fully focus on the performance itself. It is very respectful. The musicians value that as well because it does become a battle sometimes you're you're battling it is a restaurant first so you're battling against uh someone's attention their food uh listening to you know clinkety clankety clunk 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 and all of that so working at Bacchus it does it does um set the the pace for this is how it should be you know yes. you you enjoy your meal but then you can enjoy enjoy the entertainment and then yeah I, it's it's a, it's a very nice structure i love it mm -hmm. and what are your other favorite venues to perform at i love um the uh time i performed at lacma so that's the uh la I think it's the Cultural Museum of Art. Uh -huh. down, Los Angeles, uh, yes. Museum of yes, uh, Los Angeles yes. County Museum of Modern Art. Yes. That's it. County. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It was, I mean, I was just asked out of the, I feel like out of the clear blue, because who am I? I'm just like, what, what, what? But last year, Masha, was my year of yes. Last year was my year to say yes to any opportunity that came about and not to be uh, ruled by fear or, oh, excuses. You know, no, my, mm -hmm. my year of yes. 
So mm-hmm. I was asked to do LACMA and I said yes, not really knowing what it was about. <laughs> but when I when I got there and I'm thinking, wow, this place is full of people. This is thousands of people. It's amazing. The the venue outdoors, the the street lights, uh the historical street lights, you know, the most photographed area in in LA or California, whatever they told me. It was just phenomenal to be there and to perform there and then to be interviewed for K Jazz, the radio station. And I was just just blown away. Mm, wonderful, wonderful. Well, Valerie, I have a few blitz questions to you about Lake Elsinore. So okay. uh, about your favorite places. <laughs> oh, I have quite a few, so ask me. <laughs> So tell me, what is your favorite store in Lake Elsinore? Oh, my goodness. My favorite store. You know what? We have, there's so much rich history here in Lake Elsinore that on Main Street, there are wonderful thrift shops that you could find so many treasures and uh, modern modern uh, places and wonderful restaurants. So Main Street has to be my go-to spot for Lake Elsinore and the thrift shops are my favorite stores. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Do you like to drink coffee? I do, I do. And do you have a favorite coffee place in Lake Elsinore? Oh, I do. Um, I work at a high school. I'm a high school counselor. And every morning on my way to work, I pass by. It's called Java Hut. Mm-hmm. It's a family-owned business, and they're right next door to my high school. Mm. So that is a wonderful place. They serve all sorts of wonderful, wonderful coffee blends and snacks and breakfast items. And, of course, all the teachers, everyone going towards uh, the Ortega Highway if they work over over the Ortega Highway to, like, Laguna de Gallo or something like that. Everyone stops at Java Hut. So that's my favorite coffee place. Very nice. And sounds nice too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. What about your favorite restaurant? <gasps> favorite restaurant. Let me think. Okay, so now I have three. There is um, a family-owned fish house, um, AJ's, that I know the family. And it's a wonderful fish house. You can order the fish. They'll fry it up for you or cook it. Um, also, there is Jack's Barbecue, um, and they're right on the lake. Mm. And they have wonderful food. And every Sunday, they have a fantastic open mic mm. where musicians from all over the world will come. It, it I mean, you'd be stunned at the uh, professionalism of the musicians that come through on Sunday evening. Wow. So, I mean, Diana Ross's bass player plays. And I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's just off the charts. So that, Jack's Barbecue. Um, and, oh, Felix. Felix on Main Street is, is a wonderful place too. So that's, that's three, three restaurants. I couldn't pick just one. So I gave you three. Those are great. AJ's, Jack's Barbecue, and Felix on Main Street. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, great. And my last question to you. Where can you see the best sunset in Lake Elsinore? Oh, the best sunset. I say anywhere on the lake and you're facing west. 
that is a beautiful, beautiful view of the sunset. Mm. You get the reflection on the water. It is just beautiful. Valerie, I'm very tempted to jump in there with a car and drive to Lake <laughs> Elsinore right now. <laughs> come, come on down. Come on. <laughs> We'd love to have you. It is a growing city. Um, we haven't grown as fast as Temecula, Marietta, Menifee. Those are the bigger, bigger towns, but we are a city with a big heart and we'd love to have you. Oh, I feel it very strongly that, uh, you know, Lake Elsinore is a city with a big heart and you are an amazing addition to the city. And uh, I think you make this heart, you know, also singing with a beautiful voice, beautiful songs. And I really appreciate our conversation today and you sharing all the stories that you did. It was so warm and it was so friendly. And I'm looking forward to new performances with you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We will stay in contact. We'll stay in touch with each other. Thank you so much, Valerie. I'll see you soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope you enjoyed experiencing Lake Elsinore with my special guest, wonderful Valerie Gisson. Please press the like button, follow and share your feedback for the podcast. Your time and support are greatly appreciated. Next time, I will see you in the picturesque seaside city of Oxnard. Until then... In the mood for California, feel the soul of old Hollywood.